over 100 million copies sold. This is an art and science technology demonstration they put together. What you saw was DX11. What I'm going to do now is run through a um, similar scene in DX12. <laughs> Wow, look at the muscles on the face. Yeah. <sighs> Fabric looks good. Now you might assume looking at that, that that's also a video, but the truth is that's in-game DX12. No, on what kind of machine? Automatic, so it's pretty beefy. Well, I'm sure. See the word manual up there, I'm going to drive, so let's let this go through auto, and then I'll change the light. What kind of machine is he using? Time. It's got quad so video cards. Here, I can take over, so now I can scroll around, I can look down, I can change the lighting effects as they come through. Wow. That's cool. I can move on to the next scene. Again, let it run in auto. And now I'm going to take take it and drive around. Wow. Look at the wow. shine on the cape. And we can keep going wow. through in this way. Let me bring the shadows in. Take them out. All right. Let's keep going through. I'm going to pass through this one and go on to the next yeah, one. I don't even know what that is. Like and a broken we'll bobber? We'll look at the <laughs> skin tone. That satin velvet thing she's wearing is pretty amazing. There we go. I now, see a beat of tears. Really incredible about what yeah. you're seeing is just the the density of data that's involved. And, and her lips, like um, the shadow shadow around the nose. Over wow. Million polygons per scene. That's about six to twelve times more than we could do with the X11. That looks uh, better than the Final wow. Fantasy Spirits Within movie. That you're seeing here. The uh, eye detail is insane. K textures again significantly more than we're able to do. I think significantly more than you could put into a game. Is, is look with at the hair. time. Every piece of hair that you're seeing is actually being rendered as a polygon. This isn't surface map stuff. Um, That's amazing. As those polygons Not every hair, pipeline, every piece of hair. Right. But there are a lot of individual hairs there. That level of of clarity on this. I think it's an incredible example of just how far people are pushing the limits of big data and technology, bringing it together, and really building experiences that would be hard to build almost any other way. How many people are actually you know, able our, to, our to witness this in-game, in though? And for building it. Incredible piece of technology and art put together. Now, that's sort of the high-end, incredibly fun. Let's give those guys Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's like the future that we're not there yet. No, but... Well, we have the technology, but we won't have the like the processing capability yeah. on any systems yet in the near future. But that's uh, that's really something. It's it's funny. It it's you know here's a discussion topic right off the bat. As a jaded old gamer, we've seen amazing videos forever, and they're complete bullcrap. Yeah, they've been complete bullcrap forever. I mean, especially it's funny of all companies, Square Enix Square is probably Enix. the last one because that I would want to see because they've always had full motion video announcing their games and the full motion video is beautiful. 
because they put a lot of time right. and a lot of money into it, but it has absolutely nothing to do with the actual games, you know, or yeah, the actual it's, game it's such a like, okay, we're fake you out kind of a thing. That's how you feel as a, as an end user. You're like, that's not really the game. So why would I want to see that? But I mean, it draws people in. You have to kind of to take a step back and go, okay, that wasn't being rendered on a server farm. No, like those videos in the past. That's being rendered on, you know, a quad video card this, beef. This machine. is a, a PC that you can build yourself if you had, right. the, you know, you had the money. And the it's, resources, it's, yeah. it's a single, single PC unit that you could play this on. And that was that. I mean, thinking about the fact that, you know, if I had several grand to blow on building a rig right now that I could potentially run that kind of a demo and look around in it is pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That That's pretty staggering. It's just you have to stop and think about how staggering it is, unfortunately. Yep. Because there's I mean, even even back in the day, even people say this is actual in-game footage. No, it's not. No. Because this is a game you're releasing on consoles and you're running it on the BVS PC on the world. And he's not telling you this is a game in-game footage, but he's saying this is an engine. This is a, a tech demo for what we're capable of. Yeah. And when you hear that, you go, you know, in the next five to six years, six, seven years, that might be the standard. Exactly. Yeah. You know? And, well, and and in three or four years, it might only cost a couple grand to build a PC that can do that. Who knows? So yeah, yeah. I, I think I think what what uh, the the main benefit of this is is to like tell the the uh, video card manufacturers and the PC manufacturers this is this is what we can do. You need to keep pushing your limits so that you can build better processors, better graphics cards to handle this. Like. Instead of having four, I can have one graphics card. Yeah. Hot dang. Craziness. That uncanny valley is getting narrower and narrower. I guess the question then just becomes, when it does come to games, in what way are the same amount of resources going to be able to make things that pretty? Yeah. You know, you can't have Pixar make a game for you. (laughs) But, I mean, when you're going to have those kind of high-res textures and stuff, I mean, yeah, at, at some point, games are already being made or, like, first designed and modeled using higher res stuff then ultimately gets compressed and put out to run better so you know some of it could just be oh hey we don't have to compress the textures and stuff as much anymore but in some ways it's like you're that's going to be a really expensive game if you're going to do something big it's also going to be a massive game yeah that has that much detail so i don't know yeah that's uh that's pretty cool Pretty cool and Very. exciting stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Press Play to Save, episode number 88. Ocho, what? Ochenta y Ocho. No, I know, but you made a face. No, I, I, was just, I was just, I was I hate you so much. I wanted to see if you'd hesitate. I hate you so much. Ochenta y Ocho. Ocho, Ocho. Double Ocho. Oh, Double ocho. ocho. Eh? 16? No. Oh. I mean, no. <laughs> Anyhow, welcome to the show. Welcome to Press Play to Save, your favorite gaming podcast. Yes, it is. We are going to be talking about today what we've been playing and uh, also talk about some discussion topics. What you heard just now was the three of us uh, watching the DirectX 12 uh, tech demo that Square Enix, 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 Square Enix, but the Square uh, put together square <laughs> yeah. you guys i tell you you guys every time um and Not just kind of walking through the difference between i wish they'd had a little more direct comparison for the direct x11 part that's all they had yeah yeah I mean, they don't have that much but uh it was pretty uh that was pretty impressive 
That was pretty it impressive. Was. Go out and Google the Square Enix DirectX 12 and and get a gander at that. Yeah. It's really something. So, But again, it's just it's just so hard to look at something and put that in practical terms in your head. Yeah. You know, that uncanny valley has been pretty gigantic for a pretty long time. Yes, it So has. we'll see. We'll see where that goes. I'm your host, Mr. Corey T. Wilson. Over there is Mr. Uh, Christopher Big P Stump. Big P? Big P. Uh, I took care of that before the show. Did you? It's probably best. Yeah, otherwise, you got to get up and run upstairs like how no, in the middle like, of the last like episode. Frozen peas. Oh, like, for, were you, would you, did you have an owie that you had to ice down? Yeah. Yeah? I, I, I walked through a curtain and there was a door on the other side. Yeah. So I, uh, I had an issue recently. I actually had to go to the ER. Something happened to my uh, shin and uh, there was some swelling and some redness. And my wife gave me a bag of frozen peas. I'm like, oh, the old frozen pea bit. And then she said, cook them. Oh, but it hurts. (laughs) And I'd never used frozen peas to ice something down before I did. And then like I woke up later and I'm like, oh, these are no longer frozen. Now I just have a disgusting warm bag of peas on my leg. (laughs) A little bit mushy. Yeah. And I I set them aside and I told her, I said, hey, those things, by the way, get rid of them. The next day she's like, you want me to bring (laughs) you some ice for your leg? And I'm like, yeah. And she brings me a bag of frozen peas. (laughs) Woman, we're running out of peas. And I'm like, and I'm like, okay. Well, she doesn't like peas, but I but I make her buy them or oh. I buy them uh, because I want you know I like peas and I like my, my daughter to eat them, and so I put them on my leg. But it's like a rock hard block of peas, and I go to like try to like shake it loose and it won't. It's like solid, and I realize she had put she that re-froze. same bag back in the freezer. <laughs> And gave it to me, and for some reason that was way more disgusting to me than just the, yeah. Because it was when the, they were warm, it was the residue of yeah. everything solidifying. Yeah, it's like what happened to everything in the freezer? Did you you? Know? <laughs> and, but yeah, oh, it, it was just gross. when they were warm, it wasn't even as gross to me as when they were refrozen and handed back to me. Like yeah. there you go, enjoy. <laughs> so That's gross. Yeah, whatever. Hey, everybody, say hi to uh, our our listener our listeners on. Uh, Watchers, uh, what's, what's this? Our Our voyeurs. What's, voyeurs, Periscope. Yeah. The voyeurs are their names. Yeah, paravoyeurs. Hi, paravoyeurs. Hi, periscopies. Per, yeah, periscopites. Scopites. Periscopites. Yeah. You know what they are? They're Twitter users. Is what they are. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, speaking of Twitter, you can uh, follow us on Periscope. Yes. What is it? At. Uh, there's no at. It's the it's Twitter. Just- it's, it's uh, press play press play oh, oh, it's that. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Chris knows technology. You're the young one. You're supposed to be the hip one. Yeah. <sighs> you're supposed to be with it. You're supposed to be telling us what all the hot new trends are. Yeah, I never do. No, you don't. No, you don't, Chris. I know. <laughs> what the crap do we have you here for? <laughs> so, I, I write up the report. Yeah, that's true. I write true. up book reports. That's true. Oh, you know, I just put the show together. That's all. I usually do book reports for my games. Book reports for your games. I do. Remember Van Helsing? Oh, that- I had like a two-page <laughs> report. Gosh, was that like episode three? I don't know. It was early. Oh, man. It was like two years ago almost. It was a while wow. ago. Wow. But yeah, you showed up and you pulled out a loose-leaf paper, folded <laughs> fold it up. Folded it up. Folded up. It was like it was almost like folded into one of those like passing note envelopes. I had to make it pocket size because I had done it at work. <laughs> <laughs> had to get it out of there. And it was, it was in pencil, if I recall. Yep. <laughs> Because I didn't want to make a mistake. See, I'm a lefty. I don't do that because then I just smear the whole thing while I'm writing and then oh. I end up with like this black glaze on my hands. Yep. So, well, you know, it's been a while, Chris. Maybe you I should know. give us another book report. I think I too. still have that. <laughs> we should frame it. Yeah. It's a part of history now. It is. So anyhow, uh, we're going to talk about what we have been playing. playing. Is this when I do it? 
I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. What have we been playing? It's like sports, like training music. Again. (laughs) There is no training. For crossover listeners, that was a joke. For people who listen to both of the Better Kind podcasts, (laughs) they might, Howie's little, again. Oh, Howie. Yeah. That was for Garrick. Yeah. Probably. The the Gare Bear. Gare Bear. He's the guy. Let's call him Gare Bear from now on. I want to be the guy, too. Gare Bear? Can we? He's got so many other nicknames. Yeah, but this one sounds like Care Bear, only it's Gare. Yeah. Do you care? uh, We should share. In college, his nickname was- only fair. His nickname was Chair Devil. How would you dare? Which had to do with chairs. I do like chairs. Yeah. Chair Devil, uh, Duke- have you guys ever? That doesn't eaten make sense. He would quote Duke Nukem a lot. How dumb is he? Well, <laughs> <laughs> he is simultaneously dumb and like the most genius person you know at the same time. Wow! He, no, let, he's let, a monster. No, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say, this, and I know, I know he's going to be listening, and I don't care. I'm going to say this. He uh, he's perfectly comfortable coming across as dumb. <laughs> and this is the great thing: he's a genius, but he's perfectly comfortable coming across as dumb. And 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 that's and then why laughs about it. when he when yeah and then when he drops the genius bombs on you you're like dang it why didn't I think of the, like oh. he just he, we did it last night we had a text message going on it was about forty things long basically comparing things to the the Cleveland Browns because uh, uh you know other friend of the show Brian's a big Browns fan and it was basically it got pretty graphic at some point the Holocaust was involved Holy but it was crap. just yeah it was a Comparing things to the brown, and I have no problem. To the brown. I have no problem calling out Garrick on this one, because when he said it, I mean, it had already been going on for like 30 minutes, and he and he was the first thing he said, and it was a picture of Kurt Cobain, and it said, better shotgun formation than the Browns. Wow. <laughs> and I laughed so hard. That's terrible. And I, well, you should read the rest of them. They're pretty bad. God. But I laughed so hard. And that's just the first thing he contributed to the conversation. Just boom. Yeah. Just dropped it on the crowd. And then walked away. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, he had, Sullied he had a, back to his Skype corner. He had, he, had a, uh, he had some other good ones. One of our other, well, one of our, Brandon, friend of the show, was debating this morning which one of his two best ones were the best one. And I'm like, I mean, I don't even get one in the ring. Come on. You are <laughs> not felt, worthy. I felt like I was considerably offensive as well, but anyway. Not offensive enough. Not offensive enough. Not for government. You work. were offensive enough in winning the uh, the football, fantasy football thing. So Yeah, I know. I feel like I ruined fantasy football forever by beating all of them because I've always been the guy who sucked at it and then just... Huh. But this this year I tried and I I didn't stop trying. I usually stop. Try, I get bored at some point and then stop and then I just get steamrolled this year for the rest you of the said season. No, what's that? This year you said no. Yeah, I said no. I'm you're, taking it. I'm taking it to the W. You're taking the man. I can never remember the from the league. What's the trophy called? Oh, the uh, the girl's name. Yeah, the the Shiva. The Shiva. Yeah. You were taking the Shiva. Shiva Komeni something Kandahar. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> And then last last place got the uh, the, the sacco. <laughs> yeah, funny thing is when I watched that episode where they came up with the sacco, which is a trophy. Uh, if you don't if you don't know what the league is, it's a cable show that is about these guys who are lifelong friends who have a fantasy football league, and it gets heated. And they are yeah, it, they are intense about it, and it's also it's also about it's their a, lives it's like and their comedy. yeah their it's personal lives. And uh, but the episode when they came up with where they introduced the Sacco, like the night before, I had watched an episode of uh, not American Pickers. I think it was one of those auction shows where everybody brings stuff and to an auction house. I don't remember what it was called, what that show was called, but it's probably one of ten at this point that had a bull sack 
a bull scrotum that was like, you know, taxidermied. Yeah. Just like the one that is the Sacco. And I was sitting there going, wait a minute. Is that the exact same bull ball sack that I just saw the <laughs> night before? Like, I is, hope so. Is this bull ball sack on IMDb so I can see its different credits on various television shows? <laughs> yes. So I'm most likely. Most likely, Most am likely I right? indeed. But we're supposed to be talking about what we've been playing. Instead, we we're talking about bull sex. Howie, what the crap have you been playing? Well, not bull sex. No. I've been playing Tap Titans. Tap Titans? I'm bringing the iOS video game uh, to week number, I don't know, 87. Yeah, you're the mobile. 80. He's the mobile expert. 87 of 88. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm the mobile expert. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tap Titans is the stupidest, most fun <laughs> game that I have no idea why I love it. And I still, I've been playing it for about two weeks straight. I feel like it's an indicator when someone puts tap right in the mobile game yeah. name that they're pri- they're already acknowledging the limits of playful functionality in a touchscreen phone game yeah sure. so yeah. by by merely acknowledging the limits you're like okay this has got a better shot of being fun yeah and something that would be called like yep you know super titan strategy defense 12 you don't you're really, like, that's gonna suck you don't need to learn anything to play this game all you need to know is how to tap really fast yeah i like dancing uh you are this this <laughs> well, little that yeah tap dancing chris there are that other was styles the joke there are other styles chris. yes i know maybe pop and lock is something that you should know about by yeah. now i yeah. the new one dropping Crumping. dropping like it's hot yeah I'm, oh that's a new, the new one, one. Yes. Yeah. fresh off the presses <laughs> don't forget Again, about, that's why you're here you're to bring this hip stuff i know, to us. Yeah. I know. don't forget you, about the crumping Oh, crumping, twerking, twerking. No, that's, that's Chris's favorite dance. Well, I mean, we we go, my favorite dance to watch. We go to twerk five days a week, don't we? Yeah, <laughs> nine to five. Nine to five. <laughs> you got to twerk to make a living. Twerking nine to five. Hey, do you uh, do you do you twerk to live or live to twerk? <laughs> well, I'm just twerking. You know what? You're that. Twerk- that is our next T-shirt. No, you're, <laughs> you're just twerking for the man. That's what you're doing. That's right. We need to get the first T-shirt out before we get you the next one. You shut your mouth. <laughs> your filthy dog mouth. Actually, their mouths are cleaner than ours, I hear. I, I hear, did that. hear that. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us about wow. Tap Titans. Tap Titans. So, yeah, you're this this dude with a couple swords. I am. And every oh, in time, the game. Yeah, in the game. And, and every time you tap, you hit the monster. And it's a constant barrage of like a kill monster. Next monster comes, you kill that one. Uh, so doesn't sound that exciting. What's the point? You just keep killing, killing monsters. monsters. I mean, you keep, rewards. I am getting there. I love how Tell dude, me the rewards. I love, <laughs> I love how he says this game. You kill monsters, and the guy what loves Dark Souls go. What's the point? <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. What is the point? Yeah. You're tapping buttons. I'm tapping the screen. So. Well, There's no difference. There's really no difference. Well, Dark Souls, Tap Titans, the what, same thing. What are the rewards? So Howard. every time you kill the monster, you get gold. Yeah, but what are and, the rewards? And then you they keep, die. You they they die at your you hand. Keep, you can <laughs> upgrade your sword and your hat and your cape and you, all these different things to make you better at killing monsters faster. And my the, cape is the meanest one around. The You're the down, monsters yeah. keep getting worse. It's and covered in fishing weights. You keep so getting. Uh, they get tougher, and then you have one daily monster that you can kill to get more rewards. Eventually, you start getting diamonds, so you can get more things, and that's you know where they um where they do the money bit because it's a free game. Uh, but you can pay for more diamonds, and I have to say this is the very first time I've ever done this. I oh, paid a buck no. ninety nine. No, to no! 
get rid of ads no, and no. Uh, oh get a God. slew of diamonds. Oh, God. So it's a free game, but you pay the extra oh. money to just get rid of the ads. Oh. And, and, and get a slew, slew of diamonds. Which a you a can, slurry of diamonds. Yeah, which you can uh, then... A murder of diamonds. You, no, you can no, use no, to no, get no. more rewards or more gold or whatever. No, no. See, I'm okay with this. I'm, I weep for you. I'm okay with this. I, I don't do it. I have not done it. You have not partaken. But... I, I've never well, I've never directly paid to get rid of ads. I've, what? You know, just Planet Star Zombies Two. You didn't? <laughs> <laughs> uh, nope. I'm funny. I uh, uh, but but when it comes to a game that you're invested in, you're playing. You're like, you know what? I'm okay giving them some of my money and having myself a slightly better experience because I'm already getting time as out of long it. as it was free, like he said, and he didn't have to pay for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I okay. would not have had to pay for this. He, he made the choice to. I made yes. the choice to. Yeah, he and, was not. It's not like all other games where we're right. held at gunpoint. Yep, you don't have a choice. So can you die? Um, what ends up happening is eventually you start buying more heroes to fight along with you. Oh, uh, and they could die. Ah, so then you lose as you, you as you level them up because you can level up all your heroes. You level up yourself to make yourself more ba. Uh, you get more rewards. Like okay, gold drops more. You can do more damage and all these different. So things. your guy never dies. Your main guy. Well, no. Because then, so then you, you ever, couldn't be tapping to. Can you ever lose? Titans. Define lose. Can well, you lose a battle I mean, against? Can you lose a, a battle against a monster? Or are you it, always okay, going to win? You okay? It's just, it's, it's just you're, It's constantly the next monster, next monster, next monster. Right. You get to every every. Uh, you kill ten monsters and or you kill nine monsters and the tenth one's the boss of this section. Sure. Uh, and then you gain. You go to the next stage. So how do you perform if, better if you, than uh, if you? Uh, do not kill that last monster, which is the boss of that section. You just go start killing monsters until you can say, I want to fight him again. Okay. Okay. Um, is it timed? Like you have a time? Yes, the bosses are timed. Okay. Yeah. That's So if you don't hit the timer, you just don't kill him. Yeah. You so don't you don't die. If we didn't, get a, if we didn't get a straight answer on that pass, my next question was going to be, what makes you decide to get up from the toilet and leave the bathroom? <laughs> Because, <laughs> yeah. because there's always a point You'll where you never... go, well, screw it. I'm just going to go to bed. You know? Yeah. yeah it's, it's interesting because okay. I've probably have spent an average. I'm, I don't know how accurate this is, but I'm going to say it's pretty close. An average of about two hours a day playing this. Wow. That's like my wife and frozen fever. Wow. Which is just bejeweled. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wrapped it's, in frozen. It's, just insanely addictive to me. I don't know why. All you're doing is tapping as fast as you can. Eventually, you get to the point where you don't have to tap as much unless you, you're fighting a boss. Like how fast tapping? Like are we talking like NES track and field fast? Well, tapping? the faster, obviously, the faster you tap, the more damage you're going to do. So you, I've lazily just got tap, 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 just because I want to. Yeah. Um, That's his choice. But if you're on a boss and it takes you're gonna takes all you got, you're tapping as fast yeah. as you can. I don't like to bring this up very often because too many people talk about this and it's complete BS. But as a survivor of carpal tunnel, <laughs> oh god! <laughs> no, I've had surgeries on both pity, hands. Pity party. I've had surgeries on both hands. Um, fine, I'm fine. But yeah, I don't. When it comes to rapid thumb tapping. I can get like really fatigued, like which is why I won't play Mario Party. That okay, in fact but that it who sucks. says you have to use one finger? You can use three. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, is it, the, does do it work really well? With, you know, just like yeah. Okay. Yeah, it right. it, it works like really. Index that's fingers. Ha- yeah. and, okay. So it's not like you. It's not like you're hitting a like buttons on screen. You're tapping on the dude to hit him. You're tapping anywhere on the screen. Oh, anywhere on the screen. Yeah. Oh, okay. The, yeah, there's yeah. A, there's a couple hot points that bring up menus that 
you know, if you tap those, it's going to bring up the menu. But um, <laughs> yeah. even when you're collecting, uh, when the monster drops gold and you're collecting gold, you're hit, you're doing damage while you're collecting gold. That's cool. Hmm. So it, it's it's a pretty well made, thought out game in its simplicity. Yeah, you Ho- know. Hopefully, it doesn't turn into your experience with what was the card game with elements, spell force or something. Spell. F- uh, Spellfall. Spell, spell Spellfall. Hopefully, it doesn't turn into that I where your hope, guy just I hope your guy not. just gets ruined. I, uh, uh, I'm actually anxious to find out. Next week is uh, Manmorial Day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like it, how you don't is. even call me out on that. It is. It Just is. Next us. week is, for some people, it's Memorial Day. For us, it's Manmorial Day, sure. where a lot of the dudes, especially a lot of the names you hear, friend of the shows and stuff that you hear mentioned, come to this house and invade for several days. If they exist. I'm anxious. To, <laughs> <laughs> I'm anxious to see... If a couple of them are still playing Spellforge now, oh, fall, Spellfall, fall, fall, a full year later now, isn't it? Or did it start Labor Day last year? Or Pool Labor Day, excuse me. Pool Labor Day. Pool, pool Labor Day. Yep. Because we play in the pool. Yeah. That's also a man day. I remember you guys wouldn't shut up about that game for like three weeks. And then it was just dead to all of us. Well, and that's the thing. This time and I was guilty. I was guilty for about a week. last time we got together with the guys, we were mocked because Howie and I were the open... We're not playing this yeah. anymore. Of the of and the then group. you were succumbed. No, no. no we that by that time we were done. Yeah. I've oh, never, I thought you. I thought you meant before. No, no. We we held. I, we didn't hold out. Hold out long. I think I held out for most of the first weekend. By the end of the weekend, everybody was playing it. So I was like, yeah, I'll give it a try. Oh yeah, this is fun. But mm, about a month, <laughs> month and a half, and I was done. Yeah. Yeah. The um, I don't see myself playing this for another two weeks. Right. Titans. Uh, it's one of those games. You play, you have fun, you enjoy it for what it is, yeah. and then you move on. Um, the one thing that they do add that kind of gives it a little bit more, I, it's hard to say replay value because you're not really doing a whole lot other than tapping and beating monsters, but yeah. they have this thing called Prestige where you uh, reach a certain, you, I think it's level 600, and 600. you can hit Prestige and it wipes everything clean, and, but you are now... You can start. You can level up faster. You get more gold. You can do yeah. more damage. It's like Call of Duty. So, yeah, that's what that's where I think Call of Duty is where okay. the, the term prestige. Oh, right. You, right, right, you, right. you reach the max level and then you start back over without all your guns, but you've got this higher rank. So it's like you get a star next to your name and then you can max level yeah. again. Then. And before the term prestige, you could actually do that in uh, Halo, Halo Three, I think. I don't believe so. I thought so. I don't think Halo ever did prestige stuff. But I don't. Well, I think it, you could start over again and start ranking up again. But it was did involve. Maybe I'm thinking of Call of Duty Four. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, Halo, Call of Duty Four. Yeah, a first person shooter game of that era, definitely. So yeah, there's definitely a lot of achievements with this. Like how many crits you do, how you know how much gold you collect, and uh, and then as you reach achievements, you get more diamonds. That um, yeah. So it, it's 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 stupid and fun at the same time. You know what? Stupid fun games. Are just that they're fun. Yep, and that's you don't need them to last forever. They're not your lengthy RPG that you're gonna dwell into right. and be. And, gone. and ultimately, this could be free. I mean, it was just could, yeah. it was free, and I chose to give it. I'm like, you guys did a good job for me. You know, good enough job that I'm gonna give you a buck ninety nine. Even if you played it for a day, you know, it was free. Yeah, yeah. you tried it out, love or hate, move on. Yep. Yeah. Cool. All right, Chris, what are you playing? Ah, uh, I played something new. I don't believe you. Mm, mm, new. Mm, and by new... Do you mean Dota 2 uh, reboot? Dota new. 
Oh, Dota new. This game is mm. new to mm. me, mm. but it's also relatively new on the market. <gasps> Did you pay 60 bucks for it? No, I paid a little over 10, I think. Like okay. 11 bucks. Okay. Um, okay. No- okay. Normally, I think it's 20, 25-ish. Wow. Not sure. Uh, but it was on sale for 11 or I don't remember. What Le- was? Shadows. <laughs> Heretic Kingdoms. <gasps> That is, Ooh. I'm gonna go. I'm calling it out. Okay, go ahead. That is the most generic name for yep. whatever style of game it's going to be. Can you guess what kind of game it is? Uh, RTS. No. Done. I got okay. Civ, civilization style. Oh my gosh! Over two. Okay. Um, you lose. Uh, first person shooter. No. <laughs> Um, it's a Diablo type it's a, game. It's a goat, oh, a goat oh. an action RPG. A simulator involving a goat. Oh, I have goat simulator on my iPad. I don't. I do. It was okay. It was cheap. Uh, it's a single player indie action RPG. It's very similar to like a Diablo feel. Yeah. For these types of games, but it's a little. It's got some twists. Yeah. Some the, heretical kingdoms involved. There are. There should be with a name like that. The first thing think. that is different about it is it's not a multiplayer game. This is single player. Which is different for an action RPG. Yeah. Um, so not, that was, not really. That's well, the way it's traditionally been, except for yeah. the few that you're crazy about. But those are the ones that are big. I mean, those well, are the ones with replay value. Skyrim's an action RPG. Okay, but it's I'm not. I'm sorry, big. Skyrim, Fallout 3, an action Skyrim RPG. is a first person. This is so? a. This it doesn't is like, have to be. You can play all of Skyrim in third person. Okay, Same this thing isn't, with this isn't third 3. person. This is the isometric view the top half top down okay look all right so it looks like diablo it plays like diablo right it's got your hot bar that sort of thing yeah i choose to say it looks and plays like torchlight yeah sure if you want to call it that okay. it's same same genre yeah um it's a clickety clickety but this is supposed to be a story rich type of game Ooh, my so, attention is had it, that's what i said that's <laughs> this is you're going through my thought process yeah so it's a supposedly a story rich game, uh, lots of loot, and single player. So yeah. there's not. I wasn't expecting like you know replay value. Right. So I'm about I don't know an hour two ish in, um, and as you'd expect, it is very Diablo like. There is the controls feel like Diablo. They feel like Path of Exile that sort of thing. Right. Um. So I've kind of broken this down into like a pros and cons of how I feel about it. So do you have a paper list? It's digital. Constantly. Okay. It's digital. Okay. Um, it's definitely richer than your normal action Diablo type game. Really? Because Diablo has a story, but it's not meant to be a story type game. No, like you play through once and then you grind. It's it. There's a reason why these games are called loot horror games. Right. Because that's what you're doing. You're right. grinding you, for loot. You're grinding bosses. Yeah. And this game might have some of that later that I haven't gotten to yet, but uh-huh. the, tag of being story rich is what leads me to believe it's not so much like that okay um so it's definitely richer in that sense um there is a lot of loot um a lot of coins and that sort of thing as you'd expect but there's also tons of just gear and items and uh different weapons and potions and materials and crafting and journals and all that stuff right so again it's got a little more depth that you would expect or that you wouldn't expect in games like Torchlight and that sort of thing, which have a lot of gear, yeah, but not a lot of relevant stuff to pick up. Right. Um, on top of that, the gameplay is good 
There's good effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the higher level spells look really good. So it's pretty. Yeah. Okay. I, not the prettiest. No, it doesn't have to I, be. It's Torchlight not, isn't the prettiest, but right. it's real pretty. It's. I would say it does everything well. Okay. It does everything good. It doesn't do anything fantastic. Is it cartoony or more realistic looking? Uh, it's more. It's fantasy realistic. Fantasy yeah. realistic. Okay. Um. So from what I've seen. Okay. And I haven't seen that many areas. Uh. But the thing that really sets us apart is you play as more than one character in the same game hmm. at the same story. Hmm. So the premise of that is you start out as a demon that you, I don't know why or what the purpose is yet, but some guy summoned you and he told you to fall, go into the body of one of the three fallen heroes, mm-hmm. which is where you pick your class. Okay. You get a mage, a melee warrior, or a ranger. That's an interesting premise just to justify that normal game trope. Yeah. So you are a demon. These are all three dead heroes. Yeah. And you are embodying one to bring them back to life. Right. And then your quest begins. So what's interesting about this is, as you can expect, there's the story side. You hear in your vo- your head quote unquote your head you have the story of your character mm-hmm. and you have the story of your demon yeah uh, on top of that you can swap between the two they're two different playable characters and you flip through them with a press of a button and the world changes <clears throat> interesting so when you play as a demon which is a fully different character mm-hmm. you have different abilities you have different he takes his own different like sets of gear because he's a spirit being yeah um, and there's you could be in a dungeon and you're playing as the demon right now and you're going through and you, you're encountering enemies once in a while and you're killing them. That hero levels up in the blink of an eye. If you say, I want to check on the real world, quote unquote, you switch to your main person, which mine happens to be a mage. Mm. The whole world changes from the dark shadowy into the just regular, you know, dungeon setting Mm -hmm. all new sets of enemies from the real world. So, and what I've seen so far is, it's useful in some ways where you can go through this dungeon. There might be a shortcut in the spirit world yeah. where you can swap to your spirit guy, walk across an invisible bridge, yeah. and then go back to the real world to get Right, loot. right. Which is, that's, I mean, that's nothing new, but nothing new to a different genre. Where right. Like, we've seen a lot of that in platformers and sure. sort of like uh, Castlevania-esque type games where yeah. you just... You're just trying to find ways through obstacles. But, I mean, you're talking, this is an action-adventure RPG. Playable. You could play the Isometric whole game. Isometric view. Right. I don't I don't recall a time where we've seen much of that in that genre. And from what I can see right now, I could play the entire game without going into my demon character. Oh, really? And I've also not on when purpose. You ch- when you switch your demon, does your dude just fall down dead? No. That would be really funny. It, it's and it's instant. There's no. Yeah. I mean, I can change in the middle of a fight. Yeah, and just go to my demon because he might have a better skill for that particular fight. Right. And they also. But the enemy could be different when you switch. Enemies around you, yes, mobs. Okay. The bosses, so far, what I've seen, do not change. Okay. So, but it, again, I was about to say this is risky because I could be in the real world with my hero, mm-hmm. and I just cleared the room. If I swap to spirit world, there could be 10 guys on me. Yeah. Because you haven't, and then you swap back real quick. Oh, crap. And then it's clear again. Yeah. So it's just a new mentality of I could go through the whole dungeon and not switch to my spirit guy, mm-hmm. but you could have also just missed some cool secret, secret, yeah. secret room that only he could see. Right. Um, and 
it's a really cool mechanic that I can just do instantly. Mm-hmm. So I've actually come across one mm-hmm. where my guy was about to die. So I swapped to my spirit guy, ran back a room and swapped back and then healed up. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. You can use it strategically. You can use it to find stuff. You can use them for shortcuts or you can just, if you like a spell that one guy uses, he's better for mobs. Use him to get through a part of an area that you couldn't with your other guy. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's really cool to have that aspect. Such a, it's funny. It's become almost a basic premise for another genre, but in that genre that seems completely new and fresh. Right. And I'm, again, I'm not very far into this game, but it also calls, it refers to my human form yeah. as the puppet. <laughs> so, you know, it's a, it's an overlord demon yeah. soul. He's calling yeah. me a puppet. Um, so, but or he, are you calling him a puppet? No one. That's what. There's Think a lot of that. there's a there's a lot of banter between your character and the demon oh, about yeah. who's in control of your body and the destiny. So it's actually <laughs> it's got funny because they're, they're both your puppet. Well, and <laughs> both of them don't know why they're there, okay. which is, I mean, they just know that some cloaked dude summoned him, brought this girl back to life, and you're trying to figure out why, and you're on this journey. Yeah. Um, but it's actually it's a really interesting game. Yeah, and. I've had fun with it so far. The story, it's definitely got story. Yeah. I don't know how deep or interesting it is because I'm still a little in the confused But just state. to have character banter is already right. more than you usually get out of that right. genre. And and it's, I've actually been reading about, you know, what what's in the future a little bit, like yeah. what other people have talked about in this game. And I've heard a lot of people talk about puppets, plural. Okay. So it's almost leading to believe that I might be able to have more than one class of human where I can switch between several characters. Oh, really? In the midst of a battle. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not because I'm not that far, but you know you at least have the two. You have your Shadow Realm guy and then you have your uh, regular person. Yeah. So, in regards to that, that's a new twist on this game. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you want to move down to the not-so-good stuff, yeah. it's, it's not that exciting of a game. Yeah. You know, there's not that much going on that you haven't seen in other games. Mm-hmm. Um. I haven't really felt anything clunky, but you notice a few things are slower combat. Yeah. And and your traditional action RPG, like Diablo, there's hundreds of enemies. This seems to only have like, you know, five. Yeah. So, and they're a little more challenging, I guess, mm. but you never get that feel of you're overwhelmed. It's just this smaller group. Yeah. And some people can see it as a pro or a con. I don't know. You, anyway, you like merciless challenges in these games. So. It's not so much the challenge. It's just if I have this huge snowstorm ability, I want to use it on 20 dudes. You want to right. you want to soar on right. dudes in but, the air. I mean, at the most so far, what I've seen, it's like I've had three guys on me. Right. And it's like that's a different feel. It's a yeah. different pace. So the game feels slower. And I don't know if that's going to catch up to me as I play, but I'm going to keep playing with it. And see where it takes me. I've seen a lot of people say that it kind of gets stale as you go on, which is upsetting. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. It's different for everybody. Right. So we'll see. That's cool. New game. Yeah. New game. For is, me. Is it my turn? No. Is it mine? Yeah, go ahead. Hooray. I tried playing a game. Yeah, how'd that go? Uh, Not great. Not great. I actually... uh. I've been, of course, very busy with uh, the kitchen renovation stuff. I've been playing Sand the Concrete. That's what I've been playing. Wear surgical masks so as to not inhale concrete dust and die. That's kind of where I've been at. But um, there's another game out there 
that uh, I d- decided to give a try. I got an invite from the old, the old Gear Bear. Oh, what? Yeah. For what? That geek dweeb sent out an invite, invite on Facebook. Okay. To play a game. Like he's like somebody's like 59 year old mom or something. Oh, Farmville. Like that. Yeah. Except, Mafia Wars. Except it wasn't Farmville, oh. it was a Spider Man game. Ooh, that tricky dog. Yeah, it's Spider Man Unlimited. It is a. Uh, it, it is a period. He may have talked about this at one point. I don't know. I know that in between, uh, we were recording Fly Casual the other night. In between episodes, he was playing this game while we were all chit chatting. Wow, it's an endless runner. Okay, but it's a very pretty 3D endless runner where you play as the titular Spider Man. Sure, and uh, and you run and collect things, dodge, jump, web sling, and fight bad guys. Okay. All in endless runner form. It seems like you do like endless running and then occasionally there's going to be a boss fight where you jump up and you, you know, fast tap, just like Howie's game. Tap, tap, tap. To beat the junk out of him. Sure. Now, I played through the tutorial of this mission and I enjoyed it. Here's where things broke down. Oh, no. My iPhone, my old, I have an old sad iPhone 5. Oh yeah, that's sad. I have a four. Yeah, it's a six original, not an S, but a four. It, it's a sixteen gig iPhone five. Four. And that's the sad part. The in actuality, I'm perfectly fine with my iPhone five. It's why I haven't upgraded yet. I'm perfectly uh-huh. fine. But I'm it's not. the sixteen gig thing. I don't I don't like the Apple hundred dollar fees for, you know, forty five extra cents worth of memory. Yeah. And so here I got this little sixteen gig iPhone that is constantly full. Videos of my kids, stuff like that. Also just all these apps I run that have giant caches and stuff like that, that every now and then clean themselves because I'm running out of space and I'm all, I'm always running out of space. So I deleted off kingdom rush origins. Oh, well, I'd already mm. played all oh, origins. Okay. I played most of it. Okay. I deleted that off to make room because that was the only big game I had. So, and that made enough room to install the game, install the game, play the tutorial. And then when it went to actually load the first non tutorial level, it says, Hey, not enough space on your phone. Delete some stuff. Try again. <laughs> Wait, so it downloaded the game, but it, it didn't downloaded download the, the levels? game, but not the levels. It wants to download the huh. level after either that or it needs space to decompress the level or something. And I went and I deleted about 300 megabytes of stuff. Not enough. Can't do it. And here I am going, this is a fun little game I can't play because I have a 16 gigabyte Played phone. On- the iPad or something. That's what I might do. I might download, but yeah, my iPad's even older than my phone by actually a year older than my phone. But it's more mem, right? Um, this is a 32 gig. It I have more space, but I don't know how beefy it is uh, for running the game. Because like I said, it's a relatively pretty 3D endless runner. So that's actually the only game I managed to find any time to play. Wow. Didn't sound like it was very fun. No, no. I, I, I hope to go back to it if it lets me. It's just, if it allows, I you. felt like it's weird that I could install a game, run the game, and then only play some of it because of space constraints. That felt really odd to me. So anyway, that's just a note about that one. I have, however, a game movie. What that I would like to talk about, gentlemen? Is that the same? Talk to me as what you've been playing, kind of game. It's a what I've been watching, playing. What oh. I've been, what I've been playing on oh. the Netflix. What have you been? I playing. Okay, go ahead. Yours so yeah, okay. Uh, you guys familiar with Zach Penn? I'm familiar with Sean Penn. Zach Penn 
who I have no idea if he has any obscure relation to Sean Penn, nor do I care, uh, <laughs> is often lauded as the dude what ruined X-Men. And the reason why I say that, at least the movies, is because here you had X-Men 1, very positively received, X-Men 2, people went nuts about, and then mm-hmm. Brian Singer went, I'm going to go make Superman. Went off to make Superman Returns, and so they went, all right, Zach, you're promoted. X-Men 3 is in your hands. And that did not turn out well. It did not. Uh, and so so not well that someone else made the next X-Men, and then they brought Brian Singer back to make the next one after that. And Brian Singer pretty much undid everything that happened (laughs) in in X-Men 3 uh, because, you know, they didn't want to adhere to that anymore. So, but, the you know, to his credit, he also, you know, well, wrote screenplay for The Incredible Hulk, also not lauded as a very great movie, but he was involved with the story for The Avengers, not screenplay, but the story, you know, um, and actually uh, apparently working on Pacific Rim 2, which we mentioned Guillermo del Toro. Uh, recently yes. and uh and so yeah what does this have to do with video games well i don't know He's zach not penn is the dude what decided to make a documentary called atari <gasps> game over game over man and that my friends is what i want to talk about good bad oh, give me the rundown boy atari game over you guys familiar with uh last Atari's, yes last year no. or two uh they uh, were out in the desert trying to dig up all the fabled copies I of do. E.T. That, yes. yeah, that got buried. Well, yep. my friends, that was for this this uh, this documentary that Zach Penn did. He uh, he directed it, and he's actually in uh, not a huge chunk of it. But he's in parts of it, especially during the unearthing. But what it is is a documentary that actually covers the sort of the whole like it briefly covers the explosion of popularity of Atari yeah and then covers in more in depth the decline which was basically the bubble burst for the video game industry before the Nintendo really took over in popularity home video gaming was destroyed it the, you know and we're talking there were lots of different competing consoles way more than there are now back then but Atari was the you know the 2600 was the biggest one and Atari had subsequent um, units they put out, but the 2600 still dominated. And then it right. all just got murdered in the face. The whole Boom. industry died. And uh, the fable goes that the reason why the industry died was because E.T. was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and and the reason for that being that they printed a crap ton of copies of E.T. because they knew the movie was going to be ridiculously successful. So they made the game in a hurry. They made a ton of copies and it did not get bought. It made, I mean, it sold a modest amount, but it was not the crazy runaway hit they expected. It was really a culmination of what, and what the movie uncovers, it was a culmination of a lot of different factors, but the ET just happened to be the period on the end of the sentence. It just happened to be what happened right at that time. Yeah. When it could have been any game. Yeah. The whole house of cards just collapsed. But the nice thing is, is that, E.T. by itself is like a it's like a mini allegory for everything else. It could have been any game, but it might not have been because E.T. was something where they were kind of trying to do too much in too little an amount of time. And so it represented where, you know, it corporate was, America. Well, yeah, more or less. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, the guy who the guy who made the game is uh, featured very prominently in it and tells his story. And, you know, he also made Yar's Revenge, which was one of the biggest hits on the twenty six hundred. And stuff like that. And so uh, before E.T., 
but he was also there then in the desert that, you know, and they're, they keep every between segments, they cut back and talk about, you know, the planning committee and how the guys figured out he's got a map and he's like, all right, what we believe from our records is that they're buried somewhere in this area. I just want to know if they're buried. And there's other people that are like, we don't think there are. And then, uh, and so then the day comes where it's time to dig. And of course there's tons of people out there with signs and stuff. Uh, I, I can't remember who it was. Uh, as a, a writer who's actually very popular, and I forget who it was right now, but he actually uh, borrowed. <laughs> George R. R. Martin was borrowing his DeLorean, and he stopped at George R. R. Martin's <laughs> house to get his DeLorean back just to drive it down to this. It was just, it's that kind of like '80s wonderful nostalgia throughout uh-huh. this film, and uh, and so yeah, there's all these people present, and they're all excited, and there's like a nasty sandstorm, so everybody's just miserable, and they're digging and they're digging, and they're not finding anything and then finally comes down there's a couple guys looking in a bucket and they walk over and they've got some like uh someone found actually it, it was it had fallen out of something and blown off and no one had noticed it and one of the people just standing around just watching picked up what was the rubber handle off of a 2600 controller and they someone saw it and knew exactly what it was even though it wasn't the whole controller it was just the grip <laughs> and they're held up and then everybody gets really excited you know, and uh-huh. then it goes on and on, and finally, sure enough, they start pulling up piles and piles no. and piles of twenty six hundred games, many of which were ET. Now it wasn't all m- millions of copies of ET, but I mean, at the end of the film, it's all still being uh, cate- uh, categorized. You know what I mean? They're all they're yeah. cataloging it. I mean, and, why? Uh, why? What was the reasoning behind burying all of them? Because it was junk. They couldn't sell it, and at why what, didn't they just like? burn them or something i don't know well you're burning plastic that's not even back in the 80s that was frowned upon but uh so just bury them. well it was it's a landfill i mean it was it's a garbage landfill it's it's other stuff too there was like what do you do there were tons and tons of stuff Mr. piled Stump. on top of it and in fact Renewable they were they were energy. kept checking newspapers for dates to see if they were Got getting me. into the the time where they were thinking that it was dumped there and so what it was was probably uh, atari had like a warehouse or something that shut down and they're just like you know what just trash it, trash everything in it because it's huh. not going to sell now. And so, yeah, they did. They did find a whole bunch of stuff out so there. So they actually found. I mean, they obviously weren't intact and playable, right? They, absolutely, some of them were. Some of them were still shrink wrapped in the box. I mean, the boxes were smashed and stuff, but they're pulling out, uh, pulling ones out that wow. were that appeared completely intact. Did they like hand them out to people? I don't know. If, I, like I said, they were cataloging everything, but there are. That'd be cool I think to just end, have one. I think at the end of the movie, well, I'm not going to. I think the city owns it. So I think the city was cataloging it to see if then any of it were monetizable because it's a very small town, a very, very small yeah. town. And so, uh, well, I can't remember how small. It might have been a suburb or something. I can't remember. Anyway, uh, the uh, there were a few, a few people who snuck some yeah. stuff out of there. So, you know, to have one of the. Because well, this is really cool because this has been an urban legend for thirty years. Yeah, there's a thirty year old urban legend, well, and you know what's... that people now have a piece of. Like they they grew up talking about it in their Magic the Gathering clubs in high school yeah. and stuff like that, and now it's actualized. I, it's weird that stuff like that never became factual from just word of mouth. You know, I mean, yeah. there were people that worked. At Atari, right? Right. I mean, how come no one ever came for and been like, yeah, we did it? Well, I mean, that's the thing. They, they may s- not have known. They, they, Maybe. It might not have but been them. But someone well, had to Let me put it known. this way. They might have just left the offices, and then the person who they leased offices for the warehouse from 
just said, you know, hired their standard company to come haul all this pallets of garbage out. Right. We don't but, want to know. So there might not have been any one person who had all the facts. Possibly. You know what yeah. I mean? So having said that, the the guy that uh, worked for the uh, waste management company, had he did a lot of work and a lot of studying. And from the documentation and stuff, he had a pretty good idea of where it was, but still not everyone was convinced. But when the city finally said, yeah, go dig. They went and dug, and it was looking pretty bleak, and then boom, jackpot. That's funny. So, yeah. What's funny is that this happened, and everybody kind of stayed. It was a big deal when it was going down, and everybody stayed kind of mum about what happened afterward. I actually remember hearing all about it was going to happen and never hearing about what they found, or very, very little. So when I sat down to watch a documentary, I was excited because I was like, it's been like a year and a half, two years, and I don't even remember. I, time has no meaning to me. Sure. And I was like, I was like I'm really excited to find out. And then, yeah, it was like a really, really great payoff. Also, Zach Penn, pretty darn likable in this movie. Hmm. I've I've kind of readjusted. I'm, I, in fact, I wish he would do more stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's great to have a story credit on the Avengers. Got it. No, I get that. And you're a writer in Hollywood. I get that. That's great. Do more of these like 80s nostalgia documentaries because, oh my gosh, I want you know, so much more. It's kind of funny. In the past couple of weeks, I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos about, um, you know, like, myths in video games and yeah. hidden e- like the greatest easter eggs in video games yeah and that was actually one of them was it i wonder if the guy who i don't remember the date on this video yeah. but i bet it was before any of this happened before they were even looking at yeah, well, it wasn't that long ago right and i remember seeing that you know this was regarded as like the worst video game of all time and and there's allegedly hundreds of thousands of copies buried in this location but those in- those videos are really interesting to me because it goes back to like they talk about theories that have never been solved. Yeah. Things about like carvings in old 64 games about, you know, things that Nintendo put in there that people thought were oh, yeah. true and there are still people who are dissecting Shadow of the Colossus on the PS2. There are still whole people who are uncovering not more the things people. in what? Not half the people. No, whole people. Right. Whole groups. Uh, that stuff really interests still, me. Still, like, like even like going through and, and unlocking code that was then not used, uh, then bypassing areas that are not passable using like a mod, just so they can see all this other stuff that was made but never. Right. Released. I mean, still. Right. And PS2. I, and I, there was a World of Warcraft one on there too about like the under under city or something that's uh, yeah the under under i've heard of the under yeah, under city and yeah. it's it's they show gameplay of people getting down there and it's like this real creepy like under the earth but there's still water and you can see there's random bodies like floating from the ceiling yeah and it's it's a glitch but it's but not it's just, really a glitch it's like it's like there's something intentional about what i'm looking at it might right. not be completed and i might not be supposed to see it but i'm looking at right. it and it's something somebody made this it's it's not that you got there and it was just like you know broken pixels and mm. you're at the edge of the map there were significant items down there that were creepy and weird and yeah. it's like someone put this in there as yeah if someone gets in there it'll be weird yeah and i I was really enjoying watching videos of stuff about that. Wasn't like there's also like the Jade Dream, right? In World of Warcraft, 
Wasn't that a thing that was like a fabled thing that, and then they actually brought it? It was like a thing you had to you had to mod or cheat to get to, but then they actually brought it into the lore and made it a real thing in the game. I don't know. That. that it might have been part of it. Yeah, yeah. There's I'm, so many of these things out there. Oh yeah. They're, you know, the Mar- you talk about Mario 64. People believe forever that there was a way to uh, unlock Luigi. That's what the one I was referring to is yeah. on that carving stone. Yeah, and that stuff was. It's like a far away camera angle before open world you just walk up to it and yep. zoom in these are things that people saw from so far away yep. that they're still trying to figure out like it's in there yeah i remember when i did the thing so i could go up and meet you know get all 120 stars or whatever go up and meet yoshi on the roof of the cat of the mushroom kingdom castle and i i had heard that you can then play as yoshi or play with yeah. yoshi no bull crap he just walks up and, bloop, 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 and says a few words and that's it right and i was like oh what? Come on! <laughs> because at that point, the internet was, you know, you know, not not in its infancy, but in a, we'll say it's it's you know toddlerisms. Sure. It was in its toddler stage, and so you could find just as much bad information as good. You didn't have all the knights in white, you know, white shining armor to go out and say, no, this is bullcrap. <laughs> like you were just a 50-50 right. shot, you know. So yeah, it's funny. That it's stuff a, is that stuff is interesting. It's I, everywhere. I really love more. You know, more and more now that video games are more and more mainstream, and, and gamers are getting older. There's more movies about this kind of stuff. There's like a there's another there's a pinball documentary out there on Netflix that's worth watching. But I just I mean a lot of times I like I'll watch these and my wife gets bored and leaves the room and I understand why I'm like yeah it's kind of boring but I like this stuff. This movie was entertaining start to finish. For any gamer, I would think that this is worth watching. So, uh, you know, uh, Atari Game Over, I highly suggest it. You know, on IMDb, it uh, it has another title that kind of freaked me out. It's Signal to Noise, Atari Game Over. So maybe Signal to Noise is a series, and that was like an episode of it or something like that. I don't understand how that works out. But on Netflix, it's called Atari Game Over, and I just can't recommend it enough. Cool. I, I really enjoyed it. So Very that's cool. what I've been watching. That's what you've been watching. Yep. Yeah. So we can talk about free-to-play game of the week? We are. And it's a game that you visited early. It I've, has been a free-to-play game of the week before we officially started having free-to-play games correct. of the week. I don't think it was officially free. It was just beta at that point, right? You signed up for a beta or an alpha? Uh, I don't know. No, I don't think I had early access. I think I waited till after oh, the game came out. I'm not sure. You played way back when. Yeah. I played fairly recently. We're talking about... Arc Age. Arc Age. Which is free to play MMORPG. I'm a Morkburger. What were let's what were your thoughts? Arc Age? Yep. Um Arc Age, my thoughts with Arc Age were I wish I had the time to sink into this. Really? Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. And and but I knew that to to fully exploit it to so that the hooks would set for me, I would need to put a lot more time into it than I had. So I, it was one of those where I literally went and just walked away from it because I'm like, I knew I could play it. Yeah. But I knew that I couldn't play it. I had the worst time trying <laughs> trying to get it to go. Really? All trying to get it to run? Or yep. just, well, really? So I, I was playing it through Steam. Mm-hmm. And I the first time I, I downloaded it, and then I opened it up for the first time, you have to make an account and all yep. this other stuff. Yep. And that seemed a little buggy, but it worked Okay, yeah. I got through it all. I opened up the game. I made my character. And I started doing some stuff. I will say it takes over ten to fifteen minutes to load just it to does. get into the it's login screen. The client yeah, that the, it uses long. It it it, uh, it make it's literally the screen goes black for about fifteen minutes. Yep. And I've talked to people who play the game religiously, and they're like, "Yeah, it's it's just that way." I'm yeah. Like, Why? I 
I uh, I got it fired up, and this was I just started that night. And it was pretty late, yeah. So I made my character. I did like the first quest, and then I called it quits. And then the next day, I came back, and I went to go try again, and I couldn't get to load. And I I went through, and I it would start the menu up, and then it would basically crash but it made steam still think it was running oh that's the worst because then yeah. you have to find whatever you have to control what files you have running to, that you have to, you have to close everything of. and oh, so worst. i i went through and i i said okay i'm gonna revalidate the files through steam oh no and i had 28 corrupted how long did it take you to download and install the game it was a good couple hours because it took me two weeks successfully to get it downloaded it took me about installed. two hours consecutively but because I mean, it kept trying to update, and then it would yeah. not finish the update, and Steam, then it would have to I start think, the 13 gig update again. I think Steam helped that a little That's bit. That's probably but it, true. it was still 12 gigs or so. Yeah. So I had to revalidate my files, and there was like 48 of them. It was something stupid high. Yeah. Basically, redownload the game. Yeah. So that night I went to go play, couldn't play it. I thought, okay, that's really dumb. Mm-hmm. And I I ended up having other stuff to do, so I said, okay, revalidate, redownload. And then I came back that night just to check on it. It was finished. I opened it up again, did a couple quests. It was late, went to bed. Yeah. Same. Wait, wait, wait. Before you go on, how how was your impression playing a couple quests? Uh, starting areas, you know, normal, boring stuff. Yeah. But I thought the open world looked beautiful. Yeah. I thought the gameplay felt right. Yeah. And I thought... It's quite a bit quicker than your old school MMOs. Yeah. I thought the spells looked good. Yeah. One thing I thought was just god awful terrible. There's no voice acting at all. No, it's all reading. B- but it's cutscenes with NPCs moving their mouth yeah, and like, moving their yeah, hands the, and talking. The background no, fades out and you zoom yeah. in and the fo- it tights it focuses in on the character you're talking to, but it's no just dialogue. Text. Yeah. yeah, and it's not like they're saying words. Their mouth is just moving. It was right. awkward. And it, it is, but there's also so much. Yeah. So I. I didn't wasn't even interested in the story. I thought it was boring. I thought everything. Yeah, I was kind of I was, I was kind of slapdashing it through my when character. It, when story. it came up to this dialogue in these text boxes, I just cycled what through. What race did you choose? I don't fully remember. Yeah, uh, I because I I I went with Asian people. I don't remember what. The oh, race I did is too. Called. Okay, yeah, I, Asian people. Yeah, yeah. I was like a necromancer too, whatever the equivalent was. I was an Asian something. I don't remember. Anyway, I went to go play <laughs> my third time. Yeah. I had just revalidated. I went to go play. Same thing happened. Oh, no. I, I tried to load it up. It sat there for about five minutes, ten I minutes. I would have thought they'd have most of this worked out by yep. now. And so I thought, maybe it's me. Maybe it's my computer. Maybe something I'm doing Unlikely. isn't downloading right. I Googled it, and other people have the same problem. Oh, yeah. Not everyone, but some people. Yeah. So oh, yeah. there, I will I will fully admit before I just stopped giving before I gave up playing altogether, I had a couple times where I couldn't get it to load and I just did something else. And I think maybe that tainted my little desire to go that back at all. Tainted me for the entire game. It's a great game, but I just there's too many things competing for my time. I after that third time, third strike, you're done. I was yeah. so sick of the crap. Yeah. I, I just you know what? I'm not gonna sit here for another two hours, let it download. Of taking like basically a night of my gaming, mm-hmm. and it was where I wanted to sit down and play this game. Yeah, and I couldn't. You're looking for the forward to it, it, and it broke your heart. Right, it really did. Yeah. So I gave up after that. Yeah, I and I don't blame you. I I turned it into research. I wanted to look at you know what did I miss. Yeah. And from what I found, 
pretty game, big game, very big. Lots to do, lots of different things. Slower paced than a normal uh, MMORPG. I don't. I wouldn't say that. I'd say it's slower paced than an old MMORPG that has since made it incredibly fast to get up to level. Like you play World of I, Warcraft, I meant, you're level forty within a night. I don't mean leveling. Uh-oh. I mean gameplay. I like combat seems a little more it's a little slower. It's not as not as know. actiony. That's what I read. That was I didn't have that impression from the I way I never played got it. far enough to make a decision. Yeah. Um but anyway, I don't know if I missed much. I'm starting to think that might have been a blessing yeah. that I didn't get into a game like that cuz it's so huge and so big it and is, takes so much time. It's intimidating. Um, it is really, inti- it's actually the most intimidating an MMO has been for me in a long time. It's free. So I, I never even got exposed to the, whatever the pay scale is. Right. I don't know if it's annoying. I don't, I never got to play enough. You should come to land party on Tuesday nights. Cause Brad is subscribes. Really? Brad has a paid subscription. Interesting. Yeah. He'd never played an MMO before this one. Yeah. But when I started trying, I was telling him about it and he tried it and he got really into farming. That's interesting. Which actually involves finding a plot of land that is open, which is also darn near impossible. I I could see him enjoying that. Yeah. So my verdict on this game is it's free. There's a lot of stuff there for it being free. It's worth checking out. If you have problems with it, maybe it's worth investing the time to fix those problems. Yeah. If you're like me, there's other games that are free that are huge MMORPGs that you can find too. Yeah. So... If that's what you're looking for is an MMORPG that's free, that's big and beautiful, and there's tons of stuff to do, this is a good game. Yeah. I I don't doubt any of that. If you can get it, honestly, if if you're in MMOs, and you can get it to work. And you can get it to run. Right. There's no reason why you shouldn't be playing this if you got the time. Right. You know? It's time. Can you get it to run? (laughs) Do you like MMORPGs? That's all it takes. Yep. (laughs) But unfortunately, that's the criteria for this game. One of those can be a hurdle for a lot of people. Exactly. Exactly. One or more. So, all right. Well, that means it's time of that's that time of the show where we do limericks. It's hard not to like hum along with it, isn't it. Are you ready for this edition, though? Am I ever? Because it's in regards to last week's episode of Dota 2. All the Dota 2 talk we did about the, up, the new update. The new update, uh, the international. Are these okay? Are these limericks pertaining to the new update, or are these just general Dota two limericks? Um, a couple are to the update. Okay, a couple are just about heroes. How many do you have? I have five. You have five. All right, so that's the right number. <laughs> I do. I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna go first. Okay, is that okay? Howie? I was gonna suggest you go first. I'm gonna. Well, I never get to compete, so I'm gonna go first. Okay, and I'm I'm just gonna give them to you straight down the list. I think some are harder than others. <laughs> are you excited, I Howie? I don't know what's I'm, going I'm, on. He's I'm mas- uh, trying massaging to, uh, his tips over there. Trying to oh, intimidate dear. you. Oh. <laughs> I'm sufficiently intimidated. These could be very Here easy way. or very hard. It's hard to tell. There. there. So You're going to get intimidated in a minute. Who's <laughs> going first? You I mean, going first? I'm going first. Okay. No, who's on second? Third I think, base. I think you are. Because he's first, so you're going to go. Okay. But, yeah. The past meta was quite droll. The amount of fun was null. Few heroes were picked each game. The story was always the same. Especially, especially that stupid hard carry troll. Very good, Corey. Yeah! Good, you're going to have to be a sound effects yeah. person. Yeah, uh, it's me. Troll Warlord, along with other heroes like Axe, Sniper, and Juggernaut, all received major buffs in the previous patch 
and were quickly became favorites in most all games, being picked for nearly 90% of matches due to their seemingly, quote, overpowered skills. Now with the new 6.84 patch, these heroes have received significant nerfs, which has opened the door to more variety of games to come. And I'm not kidding, you did not play a game that didn't have a troll warlord in it. (laughs) He could be on your team, he could be against you. Every single game had one of those three or four heroes. Wow. It was terrible. Yeah. And it's not that the game was imbalanced. It's that those heroes were powerful in the meta. They had updates that made them strong. There were ways to counter them, but they were just really strong. Yeah. And it was annoying. I hated it. (laughs) Howie. Yes. Over to you. I blink into battle and do not feign. All of my enemies find themselves slain. My ultimate is strong as stone, as it hits all enemies in a cone. Who am I? None other than the queen of blank. Read it again. I will. (laughs) I blink into battles and do not feign. All of my enemies find themselves slain. My ultimate is strong as stone, as it hits all enemies in a cone. Who am I? None other than the queen of blank uh jane mm, close <laughs> that's pain the, that's the wrong that's you got the answer wrong sound oh okay yeah <laughs> queen of pain the queen of pain bringing it queen of pain who has been one of my top picks lately has gotten a couple improvements making her more versatile in games as opposed to previous patches including her cone-shaped ultimate scream which has changed from the normal magic type damage which can be easily blocked into a pure damage which is very difficult to defend from ah i love queen of pain yeah and sounds like it yeah she's my she's my go-to hero lately lately yes over to you, Mr. Corey T. Wilson. To strengthen my lead. Yes. Yeah. In the new patch, 6.84, there are many additions to a door. Balances, changes, and new items to boot. It has a similar sensation of finding new loot. I wonder if any support heroes change roles to a blank. <laughs> <laughs> this is a tough one. Oh, I think. give me, give, read it again. Sure. Read it again. In the new patch 6.84, there are many additions to a door. Balances, changes, and new items to boot. It has a similar sensation to finding new loot. I wonder if any support heroes change roles to a blank. Whore. (laughs) (laughs) Core. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, there, I do that one. Notice how I hit the belch sound before you even responded. <laughs> uh, there are several different types of roles in these games. One being a core, and one being support as the normal. See, ones. I was I, I, I support carry. Uh, a, a carry is a core. Okay, it's, it's, I've it's never someone, heard core before. Someone who your team is built around. Okay. Okay. Um, so, okay. So patch six point four hits Dota two main client a few weeks ago, and. Of these several balance updates, which included hero balances and item updates, it brings forth new metas. Yeah. Uh, and in with, as I talked about last week, we talked about uh, one item bringing in lifesteal on spells. Uh, as a result, this opens the door to many new combinations and strategies, which can sometimes cause heroes not likely to change roles, but they could turn from a support to a core. Right. And it's actually really interesting to watch what some of the pros come up with by 
And of course, all the regular players try these things. After. Yeah. Oh, of course. Howie. Yes. You Howie, can, you can tie it back you up. You can tie the game right here. Yes. Strap in. Yes. The International has been announced with glee. Who the victor will be, we will have to see. The Asian and European teams are tough, but the Americans have pushed through the rough. Currently ranked fourth in the world is Team Blank. Jubilee. No. E.G. I don't. Oh, I, I have heard that name before, but yeah, I wouldn't have gotten it. The, I haven't even heard that name before. Uh, with the international tournament being announced, there are still many details we have yet to know about. Uh, but there are high expectations for the American team, E.G., also known as Evil Geniuses. Oh, now I have. And they they did well last year's tournament. They came in third, and in this year, they had beat the previous winners of the million dollar tournament, which was the Chinese team, Vici. And they beat them in the Asian Championships this year. Their name is VG? V-I-C-I. Oh. I was like, we have EG and VG. Vici. Vici. They, actually, they mean they stand for Evil geniuses and, and, and uh, video games. I don't Victus. Know. I'm not sure. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, but <laughs> the American team swept them in a 3-0 victory oh, nice. in the Asian Tournament Championships. Oh, wow. So there's a lot of high expectations. Well, that's just a tactic yeah, that they're using. They could have. But it was it's really interesting to see what's gonna happen in this international because these teams are there's gonna be a lot of good teams there. Right. And the American teams, which were normally frowned upon, are playing pretty well. Awesome. Merka. 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 This right, is so, the last one. This is the two pointer. And two -pointer. we're gonna do the How he can still win. It'll be the blank you have to wait until after blank. Yeah. Are you both ready? After you say blank or we After I say blank. See blank. After okay. I go blank. You can see blank. I'm After I shoot wondering. blanks. You guys are shaking. What's okay, we'll go ahead. <laughs> I'm gassy. I, I hope the time is soon to take up the sword. Without one of my favorite heroes, I'm getting bored. Though he rules over a pit, he has not seen Dota 2 action yet. We are still awaiting the arrival of this blank. Pit Lord. Pit Lord. I don't know who was first. It was me. You said P first, but I ended Lord faster than you. <laughs> it was me. Okay. Uh, we both oh, get wait. it. I still so, win. So wait, wait a minute. You're declaring yourself the winner. That's not. Uh, no, no, I'm going to share that one. You can have one of the two points. I'll take the other one. Of that, two that's, points. that's not the way. I still win. That's not the way it works. How do you want to do it? I still win. <laughs> we have to let the audience decide. Sure. Pit Lord, who is one of only a couple characters who has not made an appearance from Dota 1 to Dota 2. He is also a model of our recreational team. There is still no official announcement for his release date. And as of this moment right now, there are only two heroes not in the game. Pit Lord is one of them. Yeah. And the other one is new to Dota 1. So very upsetting. I wonder what they'll call the Pit Lord. They can't call him Pit Lord. I don't know. The, I fought the Pit Lord in World of Warcraft. I don't know what they'll call him. Abyssal Demon. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, whole God. Not sure. Instead of Pit Lord. There's whole, been rumors about Pit Lord coming out for about a year now. Yeah. Last international, he was rumored to come out. Yeah. And then he did not. And I am upset because I love Pit Lord. Yeah, I know. He is our team mascot. Yeah. Well, I, uh, we Very upsetting. <laughs> that is the conclusion for the Dota 2 Limericks. Hooray! Then we have a discussion topic. We do. And I'm going to I'm gonna premise it before you actually read it. Okay. Because it is, it's deep. And it's serious. I'm not kidding. So I was recently watching YouTube videos about 
let's just call them like top ten list stuff. You know, I was I was looking the at the internet. Yeah, I was I was looking at videos about you know top ten scariest true stories and that sort of thing. And then somehow I went down this rolling ball, which is the internet, and I went down this slipperly, slipperly, yeah, slippery hill, slappery. And I was slope. coming across games, top ten worst games. Yeah. And then I turned into top ten most unethical games that should not have been made. Okay. And from there, I came up with this debate topic because the argument for some of these being created was they're historical. Yeah. So my debate is, my question, before I premise my two examples, is there a line that you can cross when it comes to history, quote-unquote education, and video games? Right. And I, from this video that was, it was a top five or top ten, I don't remember, there are two examples that I think are worth talking about. One of them was the JFK assassination. Right. And this was a small internet game that, it wasn't more than like a, five or ten minute arcade playthrough right where you play as the the assassinator you are up you in, are the would-be lee harvey oswald you are on up, the sixth floor of the yep. school book you play Texas as a school sniper book depository you play as a sniper you are you see the parade coming through yeah and the point of the game is to shoot the president three times yep I've it's, never seen this game. I just know. Neither have I. I've seen JFK so many times. <laughs> I, I've never seen it either, but it was, I mean, in, in the video, they actually show clips of right. the game. So so the goal is to hit him three times. Yep. And that's So and the reason why I guess that is because I'm assuming the justification is to say whether or not, how hard it would be and whether or not it's plausible. Possible. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but what makes this game a little darker is it's very graphic. Obviously, I mean, the gore from right. killing somebody. I've seen the Zapruder films. I know what's and going on. on top of, there's bystanders. I mean, it, it recreates the scene of... Yeah, people it's a, panicking it's and screaming. And there's and, children and there's yeah. families and stuff on the sidewalks. And it creates... Yes, it's a historical event. And yes, they made it into a video game. And before I go any further, I'm going to go with the other example while right. we munch on what that one is. Right. And this is a real game. And it's it's designed like uh, the best way I can describe it is like a Pokemon game. Yeah. It's a top down pixelated, but it was done of the Columbine School massacre. All ah, right, I remember hearing about this. Which they actually showed gameplay of uh, whatever the minute long I was watching it, and what made it really terrible was they were actually using clips from the news of families that had gone through this, and they had statements from families like in the game. So they had pictures of families grieving and all yeah. these sorrowful images. And the point of the game is, again, it's it, it looks like Pokemon. Yeah, right. I mean, you're these two dudes in a library walking yeah. around Trench killing Trenchcoat mafia. Yes. Yeah. Again, historical event. Yeah. It's happened. It's history. Where do you draw the line between things like that where they become... Where does the needle fall between right. educational and tasteless? Right. And and we've talked about something similar of the game, I think it was called Hatred. Yeah. Um, very ethical, strong debate we had about, you know, this is just a terrible game and we talked about it. Right. Where where does the scale tip where, you know, killing the president happened several years ago. Several, it was several the years. 60s, Chris. Right. <laughs> and it's long gone. Yeah. I, and, you know, is it okay over time? Is that a different scenario than what these poor families went through and the massacre of these 
the kids at that school? I feel like I am well equipped to have this discussion. Are they all off limits? Is that that could be another? I, I don't. I wouldn't go that far, personally. Sure. Um, the reason being, first off, you know, being a a very low level art snob, you know, sure. like in college with an art degree, learning about some of the wacky things that people did sometimes were just literally stunts. And other times it was, you know, literally like this is, you know, I want to make you do a thing you're not comfortable with because why are you not comfortable with the knowledge? You know, I'm going to force you into an uncomfortable situation because you should always be able to have perspective. Exactly. And I am a very big proponent of people expanding perspective. Okay. I feel like 99% of all of our problems in this world are the result of the fact that people either won't or can't see the other side. See the other side. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, having said that, I believe there is some value. Now, do I think that, you know, being Lee Harvey Oswald shooting from the sixth floor, looking down his scope, is that meaningful? Not necessarily. However, you know, if the point, like I said, of the game, if the point of the game, like I said earlier, is to show how difficult it would have been mm-hmm. for him to be the lone shooter. It's and, hard to say. I mean, unless you do more of the research, I yeah. don't know if that was their uh, well, a big or not. part of the court case was that one man could not do this in the time that it was done on a bolt actual single single action rifle. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was a huge part of it. So if part of that is showing exactly how hard that would be and again the sniping wouldn't be like video game sniping where you know if pointing when pulling trigger that's where the bullet goes right you have to compensate for movement and all that stuff I mean, it's a long distance that yeah. the bullet traveled if that is the purpose i can see the reasoning behind it now if, if you do that do you need all the children screaming and people running in terror and stuff like that yes and no because there's also the whole thing well if you're going to do it don't you want to do it under realistic-ish circumstances. Right. Well, and if you aren't going to do it like that, then why even make it an assassination of president? Why not just make it a dummy in a car? Yeah, right. Exactly. And so it's kind of like, you know, and there's always the... I don't, there needs to be a name for this. There's always a factor involved where people know when... It, it's kind of like attention whoring. You mm. know when you do something negative, it's going to get attention. Right. And that's the part that I hate. Of all of this. So what I always try to assume in the argument is that that is not a factor. Okay. Unless it's blatantly obvious that it's a factor. I always try to assume that it's not. I try to assume that somewhere there's a black turtleneck beret wearing long cigarette stem smoking artiste who actually thinks that they're trying to accomplish something meaningful. You're giving them benefit of the doubt. Exactly. Because of that whole perspective issue. Right. I don't have their perspective, so I'm assuming the best. Right. Having said that... The the presidential simulator game is not a thing I'm interested in playing. Me neither. But I don't have any problem with its existence. Okay. And but the the you know it all becomes about the the receiver, the receptor, you know, the filters, the lenses that you use as the player. When you sit down to try that, are you going, I'm killing the president. Look at how good I kill the president. You're an idiot. Right. But if you're sitting down to like like be affected by it. Right. Or to, you know, reliving a moment that i never got to live through that right. i don't i don't know well, about that's the thing. that as much. the further and further that gets distant the the more and more if you don't sit down to watch documentaries or watch you know oliver stone's jfk or something you lose 
the perspective of, of right. how that felt that moment in history. And we never lived through it. Right. So to have it in additional media is not necessarily a bad thing. because. And but poss- if you just make a simulation of it that you can walk through. Right. Now, that's something I'd be really interested in, but that's not something that I think that would attract people who aren't already interested in right. it. Right. So... I, I, I get that one. That okay. one I can I can and give I, a, a very very hesitant pass. I for. I picked that one specifically because it is on the fence, right? And I think that one can be justified, right? However, the other example I feel is a little more leaning. With that one, there's a reason why they made it like Pokemon. Uh huh. Because they're taking something that's have very, you seen Have you seen it? I've seen uh, stills. Okay. There. Are, they're taking something that is very innocent and childlike and making you do something terrible in it. Uh-huh. Something that you associate with, you know, little kids playing Game Boys and stuff like that. And then, or, you know, adult men, Garrick, playing it <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and putting this horrible situation into it. Also, Colum- I, I, Columbine is still, I mean, the, we're, we're the JFK assassination. Yeah, there are still probably some people alive today. Yeah, who sure. think back very sadly upon that, but we are fifty years removed. Right, that's what I was saying. Time, Columbine. I mean, there are still parents grieving. Yeah, right now. So there, that one. Although I'm not going to explicitly say that it is not, it is not an interesting perspective to grant yourself. Yeah, you're not getting any perspective. I think by going by playing that game because that game is warping the perspective by making it like Pokemon by making it something sure. you know th- it's making it not as terrible. They're warping the perspective, and in which case it's just a statement of what if this then this and and I'm that's still a statement. Yeah, I'm not. I don't find value in it personally. Right. So that's and one of the between so between those two things where the statement is not strong enough for me. And also the kind of tasteless repercussions, right? Do you know the tasteless rep- repercussions outweigh the small statement being made? I and think, I, and then I go, that's inappropriate. I think a lot of it comes down to what you're saying earlier was the intent of the creator, yeah, and the attitude of the user, right? Are you playing it just to be some punk kid who's killing things, or are you playing it as someone who you want to look at the perspective and learn about that? Or you have to consider all possibilities. I mean, it could be like literally a couple of people who are like I said, black turtleneck beret wearing artiste coders. Right. Going, you know what? We need just need to we need to do something that just makes people think outside the box. Yeah. Or you could have a couple dudes who smoked a joint and went, dude, what if like this? And the other guy right. goes, Oh, yeah. What really matters here? You right. know, I'm sorry. You've got to consider all the possibilities. It sure. could be meant to be high art and it could just be meant to, it could just be the a, a really piss poor fever dream. There yeah. are a lot of people out there with bad ideas. Yeah. And then it becomes, well, if it's stupid, it doesn't matter whether it's justified. It's stupid. Yeah. And that one to me, not having played it, not having that perspective, but right. given my limited amount of exposure... It's stupid. I agree. <laughs> so well, it doesn't matter to me whether it's appropriate. It's stupid. Yeah. And and the appropriateness weighs into that. I, yeah. And I think it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think there's a lot of value in refraining uh, out of respect. Right. I think that's one thing that uh, as that our society's lost of uh, uh capitalizing on tragedy 
to to make a story, <laughs> to make a buck, yeah. or a, a movie, and or even a, you or can a call twenty-four it, hour yeah. news network. You can call it high art. You can call it news. You can call it whatever you want. But ultimately, we've lost respect for individuals who have gone through a significant tragedy. And, and you uh, put it into the form of a video game. Yeah, well, and, it, it and almost lightens what the what the it, traumatization actually I think is. there's a big difference. I don't difference. think it's the video game form. I think it's all about the perspective, well, the think, style. It's everything. I think a lot of it is video game form. I think if you made a a statue in honor of, of you know, the tragedy, you know, being respectful, you know, as a piece of art in that fashion, I think that's one thing. I think if you make a video game, at least in today's society, that's going to be viewed as an entertainment medium, uh, more of more or less than a, um, it's certainly, it's certainly more likely to be considered that way. I just, but I mean, I feel like this is one of those things where art has to change the perception of it. You Uh can't just expect people to go, okay, we're at the point where we're ready to look at video games as, you know, potential high art, uh, meaningful interactive experiences. If you don't, make them that way mm-hmm. um having said that again there's a line <laughs> right but like let me put it this way let's say someone made some type of simulation an interactive experience i'm not going to call it a game a game is a term we throw around too easily because video game makes us understand exploring a 3d world yeah but interactive experience where you are in columbine high school while this is happening and you're experiencing the fear yeah, well, what's taking uh, place? Especially I don't with want anything of it. Today's I, 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 I don't. I don't say. I don't disagree, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that anybody should. But I'm saying I can see how that would give some people perspective over what went down, who have exactly. never been able to actually put themselves. Yeah, well, in the to shoes. someone across the country, they think, okay, yeah, it's just a news bit, right? But to people that are actually affected by it. A lot more hit, hits a lot more closer to home when you live well, there, you live near there. I can see it there. as as a training purpose for law enforcement, for you know educators, uh, where you can be put in that situation to help yourself understand how you're going to, you know, be affected by that kind of situation and yeah. what you would do. Um, but you know, I, I guess I just there there is definitely. A line for me yeah. where it's right. everybody's got to have their own person. Well, I don't, sure. yeah, and and yeah, I don't need, and and this is yeah, this is me. I don't need any kind of art or any kind of anything to look at that kind of a situation and think about it and understand it from any kind of all possible angles. And you know, I don't need to experience that. Right in that in that way. Right. I think, why yeah. experience tragedy if you don't have to? Yeah, you know why are you taking the tragedy that other people have experienced for granted by pretending to experience well, the it more, yourself? Yeah, the more tragedy yeah. you experience, the more desensitized you get to those experiences. That could also be the case. Yeah. I I I you know my big thing is I come back to is I come back to perspective, and I'm going to bring up a weird example for this podcast. Hey, we're already on a weird subject for this podcast. We are. Um, when I saw the Passion of the Christ, you know, I come from a religious family. Still, you know, I I have a religious. I I am the father of a religious family, and uh, we saw the Passion of the Christ. Everybody's all excited. Oh, we're all gonna go to the movie. It's the first movie I've ever been to in my whole life. That kind of stuff. People I knew, uh-huh. and um, the place was swarmed. The amount of sobbing and nose blowing during that horse turd of a movie. 
Now, this is coming from, I'm a religious dude, went to a religious school, and I'm also a movie buff. I walked out going, I'm glad you guys are all moved and everything, but that movie is terrible. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it was a terrible movie. <laughs> I'd rather go watch Jesus of Nazareth. That was a terrible movie. And these people are like, I just never knew how bad it was. And I'm like, well, first off, if you're going to look at that and accept this is truth, how do you not know that? I, I'm looking at it like, how do you, it says right here what happened, and this is what that's depicting, and you read this and you don't know that, because that's something that I think, I can vividly imagine these things, and, and sometimes to a fault, I have trouble not vividly imagining everything, right? Mm-hmm. So, but there are all these people who had no perspective, even though they were raised their whole lives to believe this thing, they had no perspective until they went down, sat down, and saw it with their own two eyes depicted by some actors on a screen what it may have actually possibly been sort of like. And they were blown away by that. And I was blown away by the fact that they were blown away by that. And, where I, and that's the kind of thing where I come back to. I'm like, perspective is so incredibly valuable. And so pe- so many people don't seem to have any any other than their own, which I struggle with. I struggle being tolerant of people who don't have perspective, you know? And so it's one of those things where it's like, I, I totally agree for me. This particular thing is like, mm, I'm good. But like you were saying, for some people is literally a news bit. Yeah. It's kind of like, is there a benefit to some things? Let's, let's remove it from Columbine, but some tragedies and things are going on. Is it a benefit for some people to kind of experience? I mean, what if, what if there was a simulator we could go play right now and see what happened in Nepal over the last couple of weeks with these two horrible earthquakes they've had yeah. and all this, and actually you know, we can watch video on CNN.com, but what do you go walk around while it's happening and people are screaming and running? It might make you go, this is really horrible. I need to send some money. That's what I was just about to say is, you know, what if, those are motivational to get people to help. Exactly. I mean, it's still experiencing tragedy that you wouldn't otherwise have to experience, but it might move you to do more about it. So that's where the real fuzzy, fuzzy line is for this for me. So, and this is a, this is a really deep topic and we don't often, I feel like we get really passionate when we talk about stuff like this. Yeah, we do. But I understand Howie's that it's, got, a, it's Howie's a tough... got moisture in his eyes. It's a tough... Uh, <laughs> do. They look glassy from here. Oh, maybe, you're well. just, maybe you're high. Uh, you, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> high on Pepsi. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's... I think what gets me here is it's not a documentary. It's a game where you're playing the side of... Um, the, the doers of harm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yep. And... That's that to me is is a big part of my it, so how t- I feel t- about taking it. out the doers of harm and let's call a natural uh, d- d- natural disaster. Oh, I, I, oh, you're a natural disaster. No, like what are you saying of an earthquake? If you were to be in an a but virtual in that environment, case, in that case, you're not the earthquake. You're no, just a person. You're there. a bystander, and that's why I made the comparison of whether or not you were a student in the school rather than the guys mur- right. doing the killing. But see, even then, personally. Now, here's, a, here's just a weird thing for me. I am fascinated by the minds of psychopaths. Fascinated. Sometimes I am up late at night reading Wikipedia entries about, you know, about L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> That's probably not the best example to kick off with. But, you know, David Koresh, Jim Jones. These, these are the people that fascinate me because I'm like, you are a total moron. What about your charisma cancels out all the garbage that comes out of you? 
Yeah. What what about your charisma and and what point did you start to believe what you were saying? And was it at the, was it from the get go? At what point? Like the 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 way that their minds reach those points is one of the highest levels of fascinating for anything to me. And my wife thinks I'm a little weird. You know, I, I, I completely agree with that. Yeah, it's what, it's my like fa- an one of my favorite thing. books I've ever read was Devil in the White City. And it's a it's a story about two things. The Chicago World's Fair in 1893, I believe, and a dude who was like America's first nationally publicized serial killer who went to amazingly great lengths to murder, murder the crap out of people while the World's Fair was simultaneous in Chicago, while the World's Fair was building up and all these people were coming there to experience it. Hmm. The dude had a whole building built specifically designed to murder people. Wow. Yeah, no, it's amazing. Uh, th- this is a, this is a this is a nonfiction book that is just so brilliantly written. And I can't recommend it, but uh, that fascinated me because I mean, here you have this crazy stuff and all these people doing these great and amazing things and blah blah blah. And here's this dude who's like, "Hey, right place, right time. I can murder the crap out of people right now. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that. Why? <laughs> you know, yeah. just why? And, and even when they got him, there was never a why." Yeah. There was never a why, and that's why I'm so fascinated by it. So I do have a weird thing about understanding the mi- the mind of madness. That's just engineering mind understanding. Yeah, it's my analytical trying thing. It's like con- it's like how do you get to that? Trying point? to and it's like you try and see this well, perspective of other there. people. If you look at the perspective Maybe, of someone else, you want to think about what their side of the story is. So you can yeah. logically say, okay, I think this. I understand where you're coming from. But with some of these people, you can't understand no, where I mean, they came from. Like, all right, you got knocked upside the head a lot by your dad as a kid on the farm and you were abusive to people later or you know this guy over here came back and had really bad untreated PTSD and he did some weird stuff right, right? there's there's stuff bullied, like that where you're that like all right that's kind of enough for me to compartmentalize that in my head but when it's these people who just commit these unbelievable atrocities and they have normal childhoods that sort of thing yeah some of that's real weird yeah some of it's like how how did that come how how good their family is how normal their life was how nothing terrible significantly happened to them and then this happens now when i say this and i say i'm personally fascinated by stuff i do not recommend that i'm not gonna be like hey honey come here and play this game where you shoot jfk I, it's not that's no, not at all you don't, you don't share yeah it's that's just, it no it's it's strictly a personal education yeah you know and it's it's kind of one of those things where like in the back of your head you almost have these delusions of grandeur like if someone i care about ever starts following one of these morons I'm going to be equipped to completely demolish them, right. <laughs> you know, which is so outlandish and insane and completely wrong. But it's one of those things where it's like, no, I'm just preparing to in case I meet some charismatic, crazy person who can attract horrible, you know, horrible attention to themselves. Sure. And no or, or being able to spot the psycho, being able to spot the school shooter and yeah. stuff. You never can. There's no one way to do that. But my brain is always on this quest to, like, figure out understand that. Yeah. So I see where it come from. Yeah. Yeah. My, my late night Wikipedia is a dangerous place to go. <laughs> Let me tell you, is there something that we can talk about yes. to, to lighten, lighten this up the a mood. little? Our last question who came in from scar underscore scar podge, scar podge, scar underscore P zero DG three. Uh, he asked, is there such a thing as too much character appearance customization? No, you go straight to hell. This ties in perfectly <laughs> with Arcage because Arcage had a stupid amount of 
Customer customization. Yeah, it did. I, customer? Uh, it did. Customer customization. I, I agree with Corey with the caveat that I can have an option to Auto randomize something. Randomize, yeah. You know, if I'm like, I really don't care about that or I'm getting tired and I want to move on to the next thing. You know, I can auto. Whereas I could spend it. two days restarting and just keep remaking a character. I, I love character customization. Yeah. I, that is one of my favorite parts about like starting a brand new action RPG, a yeah. brand new RPG in general. I get to create a new character. When I was playing Arc Age, yeah. there was like a thousand different eyes I could yes. have picked. And they were yes. nearly all the same. No, I made an Asian chick look exactly like Daenerys Targaryen. I <laughs> I felt like I won. I got to the <laughs> point. The game. <laughs> I got to the point where I scroll through, you know, five or six pages worth of eyes, which have nine on them a piece. Yes. And I'm going through, and I'm thinking, okay, there's like thirty other options I still have to do about nose. I'm depth. mad that I can't make fat people. You so, can make in some games. You can make kind of bulky people. Oh, I okay. want to be able to make a fat person. So I, your your stance is there is no sky's the limit. I want every body type imaginable. Wow. I don't care how many sliders it takes me to figure <laughs> out. I will say that the sliders can be pretty daunting. I feel like sometimes they could maybe combine a few of those and kind of tweak a little of that. But I also will say this. If I'm playing a game that's like a roguelike, shut up with the character customization. Yeah. Red shirt, black hair, I'm out of here. You well, know, it's... You know, in, in most of these RPGs, you see your face in the cutscenes, that sort of thing. Right. Well, I, I think was, there's, I think that that's a good, a good point as far as, you know, the genre of the game yeah. does kind of dictate what you want. If you're, if you're playing an RPG, I mean, that's kind of goes along with what that whole thing is. You don't usually get that many options in a first person shooter because you never see. No, multiplayer even. You get some, but not, not nearly as complex. I wouldn't mind it there if, unless, it, unless it's like a speed affecting issue, but because that's something other people might see. And in an epic RPG, it's like, well, I'm going to be playing this game for a long time. So I want the character well, to be how I want the character to be. But anything wanna, outside of that, it's kind of like, eh. The, the interesting thing with, with a, a first person shooter would be, does it affect your hitbox? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fat dude. Run slow. Breeze heavy. <laughs> that's what I want. I want to be me in a game. <laughs> oh yeah tell me that wouldn't be hilarious you know yeah, what was the worst is when i when i mapped my face on uh to the rainbow six vegas body it made no sense my my pudgy face wrapped around this svelte military dude <laughs> made no sense whatsoever but if i could have run on there all of five foot nothing and a pudge gut hanging down heck yeah because the minute i start owning it hurts that much more baby. <laughs> that's what i'm saying Jeez. That's what I'm saying. So I, I honestly, if if I'm going to invest the time in the game where I feel comfortable putting three hours into creating a character, I'll do it every time. I think that's a every little time. too high for me. I think if I, I would gladly spend half hour to 45 minutes creating a character. Yeah. And that's, that's a limit. Yeah. I don't want to be spending two hours plus making my character. I think it's all about personality type, which is why it's such a good question. Yeah. It's such a good question. Cause yeah, I mean, again, here I am. I'm the art guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to make whatever I want out of there. Sure. I'm going to find yeah. the limits. Well, they, I think, I think games could easily say, okay, here's, you know, five to, or five to 10 different pre-made customizations. If you don't care about doing a customization. Yeah. 
I like it when they do that. You can hit just one of like 10 yeah. full things and then go and maybe tweak two things and be done. Yeah. Yeah. That's really great when they do that. But a lot of times it's just random or start hitting all the sliders. Yeah. yeah. Which I feel scratch. like I feel like that's falling a little short because even sometimes if I'm on my second or third character, I'm just like, all right, come on. Yeah. Right. I'll, I just want Lizard Man, Bethesda. Leave me alone. You know, <laughs> I should be able to type Lizard Man and it knows. Lizard Man. Charles Lizardman the third. That's a great question. Thank you, Scarpodge. Let's call him Scarpodge. Scarpage. Thank you. Garbage. Scarpage. Oh. P Zero Dodge. And in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, please, Three. please, please, if you'd like to hear your question heard or your thoughts read aloud, please tweet us at Press Play to Save. Follow us on the Twitter for up to minute news on deals and gaming news that's coming in and about. Also, or send us an audio clip through Facebook if you want to hear yourself on the podcast. That's right. If you got a question for us that you think would be better expressed using your own dulcet, dulcet tones, please uh, send it to it uh, on, send it to us on Facebook. And that would be at facebook.com slash better kind. So, and we, uh, you might hear yourself on the air. How cool is that? You don't even have to buy crap. Nope. If, as long as you got like a headset or a phone or something. Yeah. I don't know. What, wherever recordings are sold. You got the internet. You probably got some of that. There you go. There you go. So do that. We love to hear from you. Also, uh, look for the uh, video streams that we've been doing on Twitch. For uh, various game streams on PC and PS4, and also we've been bringing some of that over into our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash betterkind, and of course Twitch is betterkind as well, so hey, gang, hey, that's a podcast. You know how I can tell? We went from good to real to good. To sw- I'm sweating. And by real, I mean it got real. It got straight up real in here. And that's what we do. We yeah. give you the laughs, and then that's we give you the cries, do. and then we give you the cheery smiles so Am you I can right? go to sleep. Word. Tuck you in with a piece of licorice. Yeah. <laughs> what? I don't know. Did is that something your parents did to shut you I up? I wish. Here's a piece of licorice. Go and to a, bed. And a glass of bourbon. <laughs> and a glass of bourbon. Glass of bourbon. Use a licorice, licorice as a straw. See? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You bite off a little bit of both ends and yep. you drink no, the bourbon. No, it's the sour straws. Oh my. Ooh. With bourbon? No, crazy? Mountain, mountain Dew. Oh, no, no, now we're having fun again. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Corey. Over there is Chris. Yep. That guy right there is Howie. Yo. And it is time to get something to mop the sweat off my brow. So we is out. Wipe it out. I'm, I'm going to wipe out. I'm going to wipe it out. <laughs> wipe out. out. That's uh, what I'm going to do. Yeah. Yep. Yep. See ya. Um, yeah, we will. Toodles. Uh, we'll see you. Okay. Nope. Can't, you can't even reach that. Uh, okay. Yep. Nope. Done. Yep. Yes. Uh, Five. You got hit.